This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Gowley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue must wait and see on coronavirus impact. Canada moves ahead on USMCA. And House panel considers dairy labeling fixes. Virus could spell phase one trouble in China. The coronavirus outbreak is raising concerns about whether China can meet its commitments in the phase one U.S. trade deal. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says it's too early to know what the impact will be. The outbreak obviously is going to have some ramifications economy-wide, which we hope will not inhibit the purchase goals that we've set for this year. We have to look at that and see. Perdue said from Europe, where he's traveling this week, he added the honest answer is, we just don't know yet, but we're hoping for a very quick conclusion. What matters? Well, as a part of the trade deal, China agreed to purchase at least $80 billion in U.S. ag products over the next two years, including $36.5 billion in 2020. So far, the disease has had limited presence in the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have confirmed five American cases with another 92 samples pending analysis. Trump may box in next president on trade. A Democratic president may have trouble steering a new trade policy with China that given the hard line that President Trump has taken. That was a key takeaway from a forum analyzing the Democratic candidate's ag and trade policy at the American Enterprise Institute yesterday. It's unclear what their strategy would be vis-a-vis China, said Glauber, former chief economist for USDA. Trump's aggressive use of tariffs will make it challenging for a Democratic successor to appear tough with China. Assuming a Democrat wins in 2020, that relationship of dealing with China is going to be very, very interesting. Now keep in mind, Senator Bernie Sanders found a way to get to Trump's left on trade policy. He announced yesterday he would renegotiate the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement if he is elected president. Canadian lawmakers get a good start on USMCA. Canada's House of Commons is coming off a strong start in its process to ratify USMCA. The lower house of Canada's parliament voted 290 to 28 yesterday to allow for the introduction of Canada's implementing bill. It's only the opening step of the ratification process, but it shows that pro-USMCA lawmakers far outweigh those who are opposed. But still, those in opposition were vocal about their concerns that the Canadian aluminum and dairy sectors would be negatively impacted by USMCA. Much of the dissent came from Bloc Québécois, a political party with strong support for aluminum producers. The Canadian action came the same day that President Trump signed the U.S. version of the USMCA implementing bill into law. Checkoff challenge dealt blow by judge. Critics of the beef checkoff program have suffered a major setback. A magistrate is recommending that a federal court issue a summary judgment against a lawsuit filed by RCAF over the use of checkoff funds. The recommendation hinges on memorandum of understanding that USDA has reached with state beef councils to strengthen federal oversight of how they spend checkoff dollars. In an email to AgriPulse, RCAF CEO Bill Bullard notes the MOUs did not exist when they filed their suit. Cattlemen's Beef Association, which receives checkoff funding for research and promotion programs, 
calls the ruling an important victory for the beef industry. NCBA CEO Colin Woodall says, although this case is far from complete, this was a crucial step toward ensuring state beef councils retain the important ability to direct their investments at the grassroots level. Now keep in mind, the case is likely to be appealed no matter what the district court does with the recommendation. CFTC considers new rules for position limits. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission will consider a proposal today to set new limits on speculative positions for a host of agricultural and other contracts as a way to prevent market manipulation. CFTC Chairman Heath Tarbert said the proposal would expand the exemptions available for bona fide hedging strategies. In trying to stop corners and squeezes of the markets, Tarbert said the overriding factor has been to ensure the ag community Producers, farmers, ranchers, and millers have the bona fide hedges they need. Todd Kemp, a senior vice president of marketing at the National Grain and Feed Association, said the increase in recognized risk management strategies is just as important as the position limits, which we've had in grain and oilseed contracts for decades. Lawmakers mull legislative fixes for dairy. Milk producers and dairy processors are looking to Congress to move a pair of bills that could address labeling challenges that the industry is facing. A House Energy and Commerce subcommittee held a hearing yesterday on a series of bills related to food and drug policy, including one called the Dairy Pride Act that would make it illegal to label plant-based products with dairy terms. Another bill the panel's considering, known as the Curd Act, would ensure that cheese that isn't a processed product could continue to be called natural cheese. FDA is considering cracking down on plant-based products, but the agency is taking too long to act, according to Tom Balmer. He's executive vice president of the National Milk Producers Federation. Their timeline has continually shifted with no end in sight. Unless Congress acts, FDA's follow-through remains uncertain. In the meantime... Subcommittee member Kurt Schrader of Oregon argued for the Curd Act, saying it would provide consistency to the consumer as they have had for decades, Schrader said. EPA and Senator escalate Chesapeake disagreement. EPA is defending its stance that pollution limits around the Chesapeake Bay are not enforceable. In a letter to Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen, EPA Regional Administrator Cosmer Savidio argues against litigation to enforce pollution reduction targets in the Bay's total maximum daily load or pollution diet. He said even as it defended the Bay cleanup program in court in 2016, the Obama administration told the Supreme Court that TMDL, quote, does not impose any binding implementation requirements on states. Van Hollen fired back saying EPA's response, quote, ducks the main question we asked. Do they plan to enforce the pollution reduction targets in the Bay Agreement? Here's today's She Said It. Enacting new restrictive labeling laws would create unnecessary, confusing, and costly label changes that likely violate the First Amendment and would be struck down in court. That Michelle Simon of the Plant-Based Foods Association in a letter to House Subcommittee about the Dairy Pride Act. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, January 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news on Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.